think this is one of the most exciting parts about being a leader is to see people developing and to open roads to people that wouldn't be there. Magical greetings, everyone, and welcome to the World is Magic podcast, your weekly dose of magic. My name is Rubens, director of spells and co-founder at Abra Academy. Abra Academy believes the world needs magic, not only rabbits in hats, but the magic of people. We use magic to create learning experiences full of joy and possibilities so that everyone can reach their potential. Today we have Patricia Corsi with us. How does she bring magic to the world? Well, Patricia is a great leader with an incredible experience to share. She is executive board member and global chief marketing and digital officer at Bayer Consumer Health. And through her career, she's worked for Kraft, Unilever, Heineken, always leading, always showing the way. And I find it magical that after 15 years that we work together, we are getting together again to talk about what makes magical leadership. And what is it to be a great leader now during COVID times? But before we start the chat, I would like to ask you a question so you can make yourself present. Do you lead from the mind, from the heart, or from the gut? And on that note, I would like to welcome Patricia. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we are living moments of uncertainty. How can one lead towards the unknown? So first, let me say thank you for having me here. As you say, it's, uh, it's, it's an incredible world where we, we meet people and we don't see people for almost 15 years and then we meet again. Uh, so this is wonderful. And this is one of the reasons that I'm very happy to be here today. The second one is because I think at the core of the craft that we do, that is marketing, creativity, it's magic. I think we, for the past years, we have been talking a lot about the, the numbers and the logic, you know, and the ROI, et cetera. And there are people that are missing the magic. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to be discussing this with you. Um, so look, I think the, you know, there's a lot of people talking about these times being something that nobody could predict to. Nobody has a playbook to say, okay, you know, crisis management, let's call the crisis team, where's the book, yeah? So how we do, uh, and, and there is no book. And, and this is the moment where, you know, the best of leaders are coming out, the worst of leaders are coming out. I think the best of leaders that are coming out are the ones that are really leading uh, with vulnerability, are really leading from a place that shows that they don't know, nobody has a playbook, but they are really willing and putting the effort and, and uh, wanting to listen to understand how they are going to solve for some of the things or how they are going to be a positive force on, on very difficult circumstances, be them the, the fact that there are a lot of sick people, be the fact that there are a lot of people that lost their jobs, be the fact that there are a lot of people suffering from mental health. There are lots of different things that need great leadership today. But I think it comes from this place that it starts with the, I don't know it, you know? It, it, you know, the, the worst leaders at the moment are the ones that said, leave it with me, you know, a big testosterone injection. Uh, and I don't mean that from a general, uh, generalizing masculinity, but I think you know what I mean. And say, I know how to do it, follow me. 
I think the best ones are the ones that are really vulnerable and, and, and are showing that collaborating and, and having a better sense of how do we contribute positively to, to the society are the ones that we are seeing more and more people want to, wanting to follow. Mm. And so you think what, what qualities are missing them then among those today's leaders? Like. Um, it's a strange one to say. I think they are missing, the ones that are missing are missing humanity. Um, this is a human crisis. Yeah. So this is, you know, some of the things that we are seeing. And I remember when the, when the pandemic started, you know, in some places in the world, uh, Asian related restaurants were not receiving people because people were upset because, you know, thinking that COVID was coming from China. So, so this is a lack of humanity, not, this is not just ignorance. So, and I, I think there are two great examples uh, on, on people that really nailed it on the head. One was the CEO of Marriott, that is the biggest chain of hotels in the world. Of course, the hospitality business is the one, one of the ones that has struggled the most with this crisis. But if you see his video addressing his team, about the cuts that they have to do and, and the people that they have to let go. It's impressive because it's not about leading by giving good news, avoiding bad news. This is a guy that is telling how many people they're going to fire, how many people are going to go without jobs, how many hotels they have to close. And, uh, but on the other hand, he was talking about how, how they're going to cut all the executive salaries, etc. So this was a great example of humanity. And you could see that it, it, it was impacting him personally. The second one was a simpler one, was a letter from the CEO of Airbnb um, that obviously had another, another one in the hospitality industry that had to cut and to stop a lot of initiatives. And, and the letter was very, hum very human that says, look, you, you know, you keep the computer for the company computer because you will need it to find another job, to write your CV, et cetera, et cetera. You need to go LinkedIn, whatever is the tool. So these are small things. So one is a big thing, you know, just cut all the salaries from the executives. The other one is a simple thing like, you know, allowing people to have devices. But these are great shows that people are not disconnected from the reality of the people that they're serving. And I thought this humanity you know we need more of those uh, and i think this is the one that we all benefit from having more thank you for that and, and i also feel like there is so much power in the collective nowadays people helping each other do you think that the day of the individual heroic leader is giving way to the age of collective leadership are we getting there yes uh, and i'm very excited about that uh, I think we all saw last week uh, the global the the world uh, Nobel Prize piece for the World Food Program. So I think this is a great example of the power of collective. There is not one person. It's not the president. It's not the CEO. It's not the responsible for the World Food Program. It's everyone that is on the ground helping that program to come to life. And the other example to me was, uh, when it was in last year, I was in, uh, at the New York Times with a former Unity for colleague, David Rubin, that is currently the CMO of the New York Times. And he was showing me there is one floor that they have all these Pulitzer awards and you, know, and you could see clearly it comes from individuals 
individuals, mostly male, and then start, you know, I think when we get to the 70s, 80s, you start having male and female, but two people. And now there are, you know, teams of people to be able to bring, you know, the news and the information. It, you can't do it in an individual base. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful because I think it's going to change also the way our kids are learning in school on how to be a leader. So I think it has really good positive uh, repercussions for the future. Thank you. I think this is a quite difficult uh, uh, question to ask, but what, what kind of leader are you? Uh, I'm one that cannot talk about me as a leader. I, I feel very uncomfortable um, because I think people should, um, people should talk about you as a leader. I, I, I find it awkward um, to talk about myself as a leader. Um, I, I don't know. I think uh, probably we should put a, a poll out there to say what people tell about me um, as a leader. And I'm, I'm very glad to hear all their points, good and bad. Uh, but it's, I, I am what I am uh, in this sense. So I don't have, you know, a separate thing of, you know, this is Patricia in the office, this is Patricia at home. So my values are the same. So the things that are important to me to my family, um, to my friends, they're the same things that I carry in the office. So one thing that I am, I'm very consistent on my values. So this, I, I feel very comfortable to say. That's beautiful, thank you. And uh, what's one decision you wish you didn't make? And what's one thing that makes you proud as a leader? So um, the two mm. kind of extremes. Um, I Look, I've maybe I've, I, when I look back at some decisions that I made, I said, oh my God, this was a bit stupid. Um, I don't regret any of them. Uh, even though I thought, you know, I could have done this earlier or, you know, if I'd done this differently. Um, but I, I can only say that because I have done it. Um, because I have taken that decision. And this is the, and this is the fact that I've learned because I've done it. Um, so I, I don't have anything that I said, oh, I should, no. Mistakes I've made a lot, uh, but the, the amount of learning I've got from them, it would be very, uh, very wrong for me to say, you know, I wish I didn't take this decision or that decision that led to a mistake because I've learned so much from those. I learned much more actually than if I, if I hadn't taken that decision. And um, what makes me um, proud as a leader is I, I love to invest in people. But when I mean invest is to take someone that you wouldn't, you wouldn't put in that box because, you know, either doesn't have the years of experience, it is because it's coming from a different area. And, and just invest in that person and say, you know, I believe that you can do it and, and give the support. And I'm always amazed on how people, um, how enthusiastic people and, and, and how people will do everything in their, within their power to make, to honor that opportunity that you gave to them. And I think this is one of the most exciting parts about being a leader is to see people developing and to open roads to people that wouldn't be there uh, if it was not by a chance. So taking a chance in people 
uh, I think it's something that I'm very proud of. And nine out of 10 times, I've, I look back and I said, this, I'm, I'm so excited that I did that. Wow. You talked about the enthusiastic people uh, and it's such an important thing, engagement at work. How, how do you keep your team motivated? I think it always starts with the shared ambition, right? So, you know, if we all have in mind where we want to go, I think there is so much excitement and motivation that comes uh, on that journey to getting, getting together there. Um, I think living curiously, it's something that, you know, people would say about me in terms of how do I keep them motivated and I keep them excited about, uh, you know, working with us and learning new things um, and my commitment to their success. So, you know, sometimes you want to, to help and it doesn't come across in the way, the best way. If your commitment to their success is in the right place, people will see through that and they will be motivated that you're investing the time so passionately to help them to move from place one to place two to place three. Um, I think there is this, this intrinsic human thing that you know when people believe in you, you, it, it, you want to do more. You want to honor their belief. You want to honor their time. So... Um, yeah, I think I think this is this is what I do. Lovely. Changing a little bit, this decision making is so key for for leaders. What what's the important, the most important risk you took, and why? Uh, it was a personal one um, to live abroad. Um, so I've accepted. I accepted the job abroad knowing, um, so I've, I've been offered a job. I told the company, may, I'm pregnant, so maybe you want to offer to someone else. And they stuck to it and they said, no, we wait for you to come back, uh, which was uh, something that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, and then we move abroad. My husband that has always had his business or worked. And uh, so he came without a job, a five month old baby and no one else to support. Uh, in the worst winter in London in 18 years. Um, so it was, it was a big risk because we don't know a new baby, you know, first, uh, first children, different uh, trailing husband, um, and, and, and I'm, we never go back uh, to look and, and to rethink that decision. Uh, we are always going to be Brazilians uh, and, and I, I can never cease to be Brazilian. It doesn't matter which other passport you hold. But this was the big risk that we, we took and it was the most important one because it's, we took it from a family perspective as well as from a, a work perspective. So seeing uh, my son Lorenzo playing with the dog outside or going out, he can go out at night at 12 years old to his friend and, and we, we don't worry. Um, like we did when we were younger in Brazil, that we would play on the street, we would drink water from the tap, you know. It, this is childhood is so important to be able to live. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was a worth, worth taking risk. Thank you, Patricia. You said something about supporting people in growing 
throughout their mm -hmm. careers. How do you grow, uh, continue to grow and develop as a leader? And who do you look up for inspiration and mentorship? We'll blend the two questions together. Um, so uh, I, I keep striving to be the best person that I can be um, in the office and at home, the best mother, the best wife, the best friend. Um, and this is, we are all working progress, isn't it? Um, so I've, I keep doing that. So I'm, I'm, I keep focusing on, I don't think that I'm, I'm done. So I think this is very important to me is this sense of dissatisfaction that I'm not done from a, a completeness point of view. Um, when I'm thinking about, uh, I've been very, very, um, blessed with inspirational, uh, you know, mentors or friends or colleagues or, or even people in my team that helps me to, it's, it's a reminder of every day on how it's important to check your ego at the door every day, um, to keep learning every day. So there are a couple of things that for me are very, very important. And whenever I feel like I'm, I'm deviating from that path, I'm, I'm very grateful that I have people in my life that just, you know, do, they do me a nudge and they say, you know, back to the, back to the path, yeah? Uh, and this includes recognizing when you screw up, yeah? Because it's sometimes, it's, it's all very good to talk about, about you as a leader when things are all doing fine and you are in an industry that is growing and, and progressing, etc. But I think when you're tested as a leader is when you screw up and how do you show up when you screw up and how do you show up and how do you vulnerably just say, I don't know how, but I've, I knew bet I know better, but I've screwed up. And I think this is this sense that um, I, I have comfort in the sense that I, I will keep developing as long as I feel comfortable and humble to keep coming back to say I screwed up when I did. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is do what I do. you have any? Oh, it's perfect. Uh, do, do you have any goals as a leader now? I mean, what's your main goal as a leader? Um, I have two. Uh, well, maybe I have more, but two that I think it's worth sharing. A personal one is, and this is to myself, I would like to be as generous to me when, when I'm looking at my mistakes and things that I could have done differently as I would be to my best friends. Uh, I'm like many other people, are, I'm, I'm my worst uh, critic and, and I, I can be really tough on me. So as a leader, I think it, it changes when you, when you have that balance, yeah, that you're kind to yourself as well. Uh, and with the team, um, Look, I want to make sure that I balance this um, push for ambition and to be, you know, to keep progressing uh, because I always want to, to leave the place and the people better than, than when I took it on, right? So the same way that I feel that I live better, a better person, a better professional versus when I arrived. And to be able to do that, you need to balance a little bit this ambition with the caring and bringing people along in this journey with you. So this would be the two really important things for me that I will keep working until I'm close to done, never done, always work in progress. Thanks. Now, just to wrap up, three quick mm. questions. Number mm. one, one superpower you have. Mm. 
Um, they're, they're related, so I'm going to say two, adaptability and learning agility. Thanks. One secret could you share? <laughs> um, one that I don't remember telling many people when I was younger until I think I went to university, my dream was to be a professional athlete. I didn't want corporate business. I didn't want anything to do with my, my family entrepreneur business. I wanted to be a professional athlete. Clearly it didn't happen. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, now last question, Pachi. Mm -hmm. uh, I have here a magic wand. I'm going to give it to you. And you can change anything in the world. What's the one thing you would change? Uh, this is super hard. Um, the list is so long on the things that I would like to, to change. Uh, but I, as I said before, I'm consistent. So I, I will be consistent to something that is really important to me. Um, I would like to make sure that every children enjoy uh, a childhood um, like they should. You know, not having to worry if they're going to have their meals, having a school, having friends to play, having an ambience outside that they can play and they can learn that they can get dirty and they can fall off, having loving parents. I think the, the whole world would be a much better place because there's so many mad people that come because they didn't have a good childhood. Um, I think we would solve half of the world's problem uh, by just making sure that we allow children to be children and, and, and giving them, um, you know, the, the first kick start in life. And this will make up for much better leadership in all areas of society. So I would love to take this one from your hand and make it a reality because this would be a wonderful thing. And, and they will be much better citizens and they will solve all the other problems we need to solve, hunger, health, sustainability, all, you know, corruption, all the other things. If we have adjusted, the, if the base is good, then everything else grows to be good. Wow, Annie is agreeing 100%. I would like to thank you so much. I'm aware of your time. You have to start another webinar in four minutes. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing all these beautiful things and, and for your openness, Patricia. No, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you inviting me and thank you for keep, uh, keep bringing the magic into this craft that we love. Uh, keep, keep, you know, holding that flag uh, don't we, we shouldn't let people think that this is all about the numbers. The numbers are also there, but what touches your heart and your gut and, and lots of times your mind is not the ROI. It's that magic that you really look and you look again and you talk to your friends. You don't call your friends to talk about the ROI. When you die, you don't put on your on your things, you know, here lays the guy who deliver ROI of two points here. No. You talk about the magic you brought to the world. Um, so please keep doing that. It's a service to, to everyone. It was wonderful to see you. The same. Thank you. Thank you. Whoa, what a learning. Thank you so much, Patricia. You warmed my heart. I hope you enjoy the chat and learn something new. 
please follow Upper Academy on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram for upcoming webinars and podcasts. And to know more about what we do and how we can help bring wonder to your organization. Unleash your magic. <laughs>